the energy you put into something is more important than the something itself. I want you to know it doesn't just look like maybe the way I do it or the way that you've seen it done in the past or maybe the way that you've been doing it. You don't really like doing it. Your business can expand beyond you. You have to make sure that you are willing to scale yourself. This is Aligned and Ambitious Radio. You guys, this episode is going to be so freaking good. I'm so excited. So let's dive right in. This episode, I wanted to break down my million dollar business plan. And I'm really excited about this episode because 2021 is going to be my third year in business. And my sales goal for the year is to hit a million, to hit seven figures. And I wanted to share in the beginning of the year, I thought it would be really fun to like peel the curtain back to let you know what we have planned to achieve that goal. And then I also want to kick off the episode by sharing what we actually did last year to set us up for success this year, because When you're scaling to seven figures, yes, what I'm doing this year is really, it's important. It matters. What I did last year to really set us up for success, to lay the foundation, to be forward thinking, to make certain investments, it was all really, really intentional leading up to this year, knowing this was going to be the goal and the milestone that I'm working towards. So let's go back to 2020. Obviously, 2020 was a shit show. (laughs) And early in the year when the pandemic hit, I kind of reassessed my intentions for the year because initially it was all about travel and getting a lot of stuff out of my system before we decided to plant roots and think about um, purchasing or building a home. And I realized in March that we were going to have to readjust our plans and it wasn't going to be a big year of travel let alone travel at all. So I kind of asked myself, what do I want to focus on? What do I want to spend this year doing? And I knew that I wanted to get really serious about laying a seven figure foundation for my company. And I knew there were going to be things that I had to to do, to invest in, to prepare for, to work through in order to get to that point. So the first thing I have on the list is I invested in a big rebrand and all of the upgraded marketing to collateral to match it. So I had several brand photo shoots done. I did a big rebrand. I transitioned from just being Taylor Slango to Aligned and Ambitious being the company with me really on the sidelines so I could focus more on the mission because I just felt like the vision was becoming so much more than me. So I decided to remove myself personally a little bit more from the brand and then everything that came along with that. So, you know, all the sales pages we had had to be upgraded. I invested in web design. I invested in so much copy. Every sales page was written. Every sales page was designed. And that's a really hefty investment. So that was kind of in the beginning towards the middle of the year when I decided to overhaul the actual brand to build on a more elevated version of myself and where I saw the company going. The second thing is I really dialed in my five-figure flow program. 
I had hired a course designer. Many of you guys listening probably know her, Ariel Schiffer. She's one of my clients and my friends, and I'm her client. But she helped me overhaul Five Figure Flow to really, really raise the bar. That program, just so much was poured into it from investing in the Done For You launch plan and having content created specifically for that course alone. So we did that and I launched it twice when I normally only launch it once. And that was really to prepare it to go evergreen because I knew going into this year, this was a program that I wanted to scale. Actually, one of my big goals is to have Five Figure Flow be a million dollar program in and of itself. So when we were thinking about going evergreen, the route that we went was through a quiz funnel because I have the different launch personalities. So that's another thing that we took. <laughs> it took months, honestly, to build this fucking funnel. It was a robust funnel. And there was a lot of different segmentations and automations and a lot of copy <laughs> and a lot of heavy lifting on the tech side. So we invested in having the quiz funnel built, all the pages built, all the automations done, all the emails written because it was such a heavy lift. So we worked on that for the last quarter of 2020 and then launched it in Q1 of 2021. So I'll have to do an episode on like what our findings are and how it's performing and how we're optimizing because that's a big thing I'll be focusing on this year, which I'll talk about. I'll talk about later. So the next thing we did in 2020 to set us up for success this year is I really was committed to learning how to build a team. And I made a lot of mistakes. And I found myself honestly on a revolving door of like <laughs> hiring people and it not working out. And I had to learn what I was really looking for in a team. I had to learn how to better lead. I had to learn how to better delegate. I had to really learn what kind of workflows were going to work well for me and for my team. And so that was one of the areas in my business where I totally felt like I was putting myself in a box because I wasn't creating systems and processes that worked for me and how I work and how my brain works. And so I was constantly avoiding it and ignoring it and resisting it. And so, you know, 2020 was really the year that I started to to bring my dream team together. I feel like that sounds so corny, but it's so true. Um, everyone right now is so incredible and so aligned. And I'm going to give you guys a rundown of my team structure when I go into kind of what the vision is for 2021. But it was definitely a big focus in 2020 was like finding the right people and making sure it was a good fit on both sides. So another thing in 2020... I practiced surrender more. I practiced working less and I practiced asking for help more. And I know it sounds so silly, but I literally had to learn how to rest. I had to learn how to delegate. I had to learn how to get comfortable asking for help because I, I knew early on in the direction that I was going and the goals that I had is that I couldn't do it all alone and it's not true. Like, I think a lot of us get in the mindset of like, nobody can do it quite like I do it. So I had to really get out of that mindset and also train my team to think like me and, and work like me and make decisions like me. So I didn't have to feel like there was a trade-off happening. So the next thing was 
upgrading client experience overall. Like our entire client experience got such an overhaul. There were so many new things introduced to the Aligned and Ambitious coaching programs between holiday parties, elevating gifts, a new newsletter, more collaborations, like just so many fun things. And that went along with elevating content and upgrading content too. So we upgraded Five Figure Flow. All of my mini courses got an upgrade. We really revisited our core offers and pricing structures to make sure that everything was really aligned with this elevated vibe and taking everything really to the next level. The next thing we did, and this thing came up by a surprise, it's not something that I was even thinking about until it happened. But if you guys don't know, when you are running Facebook ads, you actually have to kind of season your account. And what I mean by that is if you're spending $10 a day on ads, and then you're ready to spend $1,000 a day on ads, the account isn't going to spend correctly, and you're going to have costs everywhere. And it's going to be really hard to scale rather than working your way up and training your account to spend in larger options. So for one of our five-figure flow launches, that's the biggest thing we ran into was we had this huge ad budget because we'd run this program before. We knew how it converted. We were ready to go all in. But when it came down to spending and starting the ads, my account was freaking out because it wasn't used to spending at that level. So after that launch, we regrouped to say, okay, we have to train the account to spend this way over the next couple of months before the next big launch. So this doesn't happen. And actually, as I'm recording this episode, we're going into that launch and um, ads just kicked off yesterday. And they're already spending at a more steady pace and we're seeing a better conversion. So that worked and I'm happy to see that so far. And then the last thing I wanted to mention for really what I did in 2020 was I invested in legal foundations. I got contracts, a legal audit, I invested in trademarks, I really invested in legally protecting my company, myself and my content. And I'm so grateful that I did that. So there was a lot of investing, there was a lot of learning, there was a lot of building that I did last year. And you know, that aligned with my entire intention when the pandemic hit was okay, let me lay the foundation. So those are some of the things that I did to lay that foundation. Now let's talk about what is going to go down in 2021. And kind of what my goals are and where we're focusing and all the things and hopefully this inspires you to you know, look forward into the the next season of your business and ask yourself, what can I do in this season of my business to set myself up for success for when I get there? This episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio is sponsored by the CEO Mastermind. Now, the next round of the CEO Mastermind kicks off in March, which is just a couple of weeks away. And this is the seven-month mastermind that's all about helping you show up fully expressed in your business so you can scale with more sustainability, spaciousness, and profit. Go to alignedandambitious.co forward slash mastermind to apply. Okay, so the first thing is I got really, really clear and specific on locking in my KPIs and my intentions for the year. I am honestly one of those people where 
I'll like write it down and then it kind of just gets lost. Or I, I used to make vision boards on my phone and then I would like lose it and not look at it at the end of the year. And so this year I was like, I really want to anchor in the things that I want to see grow and my intentions for the year. So this year I made a physical vision board, which I was obsessed with. I'm literally never making a digital one again because making a physical one was so much fun. So I have that hanging up in my office. It's in my face every day. It's not on a little sticky card. It's not getting lost in my phone. I look at it every day and I set up kind of like a little meditation nook in my office and it's right in front of me. So when I'm doing the work and really getting into that vibey space, it's also right in my face. I took my KPIs, the things that I want to track month by month, quarter by quarter, the things that I want to see grow. And I bought really, really large post-it notes and I wrote those things down. And I wrote down what my profit goals are, what my Q1 sales goals are, where I project that money to be coming from, how much money I want to save and put into overflow, how many new leads I want to have. All of the things that we want to measure are also right in my face and right next to those vision boards. So up until this point, I was measuring things here and there, but I wasn't anchored and focused on what I wanted to see grow. So that was like something that I wanted to go into this year. Very clear, very solid, very firm. Like this is where the focus is going to go for this year. What I have learned about the way that I work, and this is not true for everyone by any means, but I have played with a lot of different planning styles. I have played with a lot of different pre-scheduling and project management and workflows to really find the way that I work best. And for me, I'm like, I love the strategy. For me, that's kind of like the shell of what I'm doing, but the heart of what I'm doing is all about flow. (laughs) And so it's really, really common for me to change my mind, like right before a launch or really, really last minute. So I found that I I was trying to plan so far out in advance. And I was frustrated because I'm like, it doesn't even matter. I'm doing all this planning, I'm investing all this energy. And I'm probably going to change my mind like 18 times. I'm actually in a launch right now. And the day before ads were supposed to start, I was like, hey, I'm changing the workshop. I'm changing the title. I'm changing what it's about. I'm changing where it's going. Like, thank God I didn't create anything for the original class because I I completely changed my mind. And my marketing manager was literally like, it's not even a launch if you don't change your mind (laughs) because it's so common. So instead of building out these big, long plans, I now go in 90 day sprints. And what I'll do is I'll get ready for the next quarter and I look ahead on what I'm launching. And then from what I'm launching and what I lock in those dates, from there, I can ask myself, okay, well, what content do I need from there? And so I know I always need four YouTube videos. I need two podcast episodes a month. And then everything else is kind of just extra. So I start to say, how can I choose topics? How can I repurpose content that's gonna align with whatever I'm selling? What do I need to record? What are the big tasks? And what needs to be delegated? So 90-day sprints have been working really, really, really well for me. This year, I I did set an annual kind of layout, but it's, it's so subject to change. I fucking reserve the right to change my mind 
and it will probably change. So I think that's just another note when it comes to scaling your business too, is figure out your strengths. Be really honest with yourself about how you work and what you need to be successful. I know for me, I need space. I need flow. I'm going to change my mind. It's just going to happen. I need follow-up. I'm so grateful for my team because sometimes I just ignore notifications or things get lost. And so something I'm really open about with my team too is, hey, if I don't get back to you or if I overlook something or whatever, don't be afraid to ping me. Don't be afraid to follow up. Don't be afraid to nudge me. And I'm so grateful that they support me in that way, but they wouldn't know how to if I wasn't in touch with that piece of me and I wasn't honest with them about asking for what I need. So I always tell my team like, you have full permission to bug me to follow up. That's actually what I need. It's very helpful. So more 90 day sprints this year than like six to 12 month planning. Another thing going into this year is I am so much more picky with my energy and where my time goes. So before this year got here, I actually did like a uh, a detox of my calendar. And I had just a lot of reoccurring things. Like I have so many friends in this space and that I worked at a marketing agency with. And so I was having a lot of coffee chats and meeting up with friends. And it's not that I don't still do those things, but it's not repeating on my calendar where I'm committed to it. I can plan when I have space. I can plan when I have time. And I'm just really, really conservative about where I'm willing to spend my energy and how often and making sure that that's reserved for taking care of myself, taking care of my family, taking care of my clients, making sure that my cup is filled up so I can continue to, you know, do do this work and fulfill my my mission. So that's another big thing where, you know, before even me this time last year, I'd be like mortified. Like, I don't want to tell someone no, I don't want to cancel our call and say, sorry, I don't have energy. Like, what the fuck is that? But Every conversation I had, they were just so understanding. And they're like, "Hmm, I need to do the same thing too. And that makes a lot of sense. So anyways, the next thing we're doing this year is we're diversifying platforms more. So this is something that I think just comes with scaling when you're able to bring on more support. I could never be on as many platforms as I'm on today if I didn't have a team behind me helping me. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind if you hear me talk about this next piece and you're like, holy fuck, how am I going to manage being on so many platforms when I'm like a one woman show? And the truth is like, you're not. So give yourself some grace. This is when you have a team to support you and really repurposing your content and making sure that it gets spread as far out as it can. So this year we're pursuing TikTok. I launched a YouTube channel aligned in Ambitious TV, which I'm super, super excited about. Clubhouse was one that I didn't see coming, but we are playing with that more. And then we have the podcast, obviously, Instagram, Facebook, I'm weaning away from email list, reels, things like that. So I'm excited to I'm really excited about YouTube. I'm not gonna lie at all. I'm so excited. And it's a great platform for evergreen purposes, which I'll talk about in a minute. But that's really intentional as well. So It's taking the content we were already creating and really exploring different platforms and different algorithms and different exposure. Okay, the next thing is we're scaling our evergreen funnels. We're scaling honestly everything passive. That was a really big goal for me this year is to build up as much passive reoccurring revenue as possible and then just have 
my two core coaching programs and the clients that I work really, really closely with. So we built the five-figure flow quiz funnel. We have another key funnel that we have running almost all of the time, the Instagram freebie that goes into the intentional Instagram mini course, pushing more Kajabi affiliates, a few other programs that and brands that I'm affiliating for. So just more passive revenue overall. And we can talk about team now. So I, I'm actually excited to, I might start to do this every year, just give you guys like a rundown of what my plan is for the year and then come back and listen to it a year later and say, hmm, did that work? <laughs> How did all of that go? Uh, did anything end up looking different? So let me give you a rundown of what my team looks like going into this year. And it's subject to change because I think this is something that I'm continuing to put focus on is really pouring into my team and making sure I'm setting them up for success and being a strong leader for them. So with that being said, right now I have my right hand executive assistant and she's amazing. (laughs) She is responsible for so much in the business. Like she is amazing. She's a community manager. She does all of the admin work. She handles payments. She handles my calendar. She handles client gifts, onboarding, offboarding. She's amazing. (laughs) So she, she's my assistant. That's her formal title. But honestly, she's more of like a business manager OBM. And she's managing a lot of different parts of like the admin side of the business, which is great, because that's truly not where I shine at all. (laughs) The next member or company I work with rather is profitable podcast productions. And I'm sure you guys know who they are if you listen to my podcast, because the CEO, Tara Counterman, is my best friend. (laughs) I love her to death. And she's been doing my podcast basically since it launched. She helped me launch YouTube. They do all of my content repurposing, Pinterest, turning episodes into blog posts, CEO or CEOs, (laughs) SEO, and everything like that. So I was actually just texting her today and I was like, your company does like 70% of the heavy lifting in my business. And I'm so grateful. I'm like, I love to pay you. So I have my executive assistant that is responsible for all of the admin stuff internally. And then when it comes to external services, profitable podcast productions is really responsible for like all of my content, which is so beautiful. And everything that I choose to create impulsively or post on the fly is just extra. Then I have my CEO or wow, how many times am I going to say CEO? I I clearly have CEO on the brain, but I meant to say CFO. (laughs) Um, My bookkeeper introduced a new package um, called the CFO circle, where we talk a lot more about investing money, making sure that it's growing. It's not just sitting around. Our money is constantly working for us. And so that's a really key team player too, just to help me understand where my money's coming from, where my profit is and all of the things. Then we have my marketing manager. So she does all of the reporting, all of the data analysis, all of the pixel placements, running the Facebook ads, the reports, the strategy, all the things like that. And then we have my designer. So she does all sales pages, opt-in pages, all of the things. She's amazing. I get compliments on my sales pages all the time. And I'm like, I want you to design my sales pages for the rest of my life. So I think, and you know, I'm like loving on all of these people, but I want you guys to see, I work with these people and these contractors for different reasons. And it's because I really value 
what they bring to the table. I think they're so special. We work well together. So, you know, when I was first hiring a team, I was like, I just need someone to to do images. Yeah, I'll hire you. Or like, let me just drop in a Facebook group. And yeah, you can like, you know, I'll hire you. And it's like that. It it just really that did not work for me. So finding people that are really aligned with you is key here. Okay. So the next couple people on my team, I have a co-coach inside of Five Figure Flow and a course designer, and they're both the same person, Ariel Schiffer. She co-coaches inside the Best Launch Yet membership, and she actually started working with me inside Five Figure Flow. That was her kind of launch pad for her business. And so she grew her business under the Five Figure Flow framework. So it made so much sense for her to one, overhaul and audit the course, and then come in the program and co-coach. And then just one last note about my team. I have an intention of hiring a full-time team member or moving someone on my current team to full-time, if that makes more sense. But I'm just thinking ahead. And again, it's it's really thinking about the next level of your business. If our intention is to scale evergreen, we're going to have an influx of emails coming in in the support inbox. We're going to have an influx of other things, onboarding, offboarding, things that need to be handled, things that come up. And so having someone really on demand during business hours is going to be really, really helpful once we get to that point. So that's something that I plan on doing this year as well. Okay, two more things, and then we'll wrap this episode. But this was fun. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. The next thing is I adjusted pricing models for this year. And I I lowered some prices, I raised some prices. And the biggest adjustment was the profitable partnership introducing profit sharing and revenue sharing. So really thinking too, how can I scale my business? How can I add to my bottom line in a way that makes sense in an integral way that's not like launching something else or trading time for money? And the profitable partnership is really a partnership. It's a coaching and a consulting dynamic. And so profit sharing was a really, really smart move for their success and for mine. So I adjusted that pricing structure And then my other thing that I'm really leaning into this year, because I believe this is going to be responsible for really being able to step into my goals with ease and maintaining a grounded energy is to create more space for more play and more hobbies. I'm not trying to work more this year to accomplish this goal. I'm actually really focusing on working less on being away from technology, on getting off of notifications, really spending less time on social media, and just exploring other things that bring me joy. I have painted, I've learned how to play the piano. (laughs) We started walking our dog more. There's just, I started cooking more. Like there's just so many things that I want to do and explore and have space for. And I know that when I'm out living my personal life and doing things that I enjoy, it creates this magnetic energy inside my business that helps it grow as a byproduct. So those are the big focuses and the big plans for this year. Those are the things that we did last year to set us up for success this year. So if nothing else, I want you guys to walk away from this episode, just asking yourself what's coming up in the next chapter of my business and what does this elevated version, this next version of my business look like? and Once you start to think about that and just get in that mindset, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of things that just start naturally popping up where you go, oh, I could probably do that now, or I could think about that now, or I'm going to need that then. So let me just write it down and stash it somewhere. 
just getting the momentum moving behind that next season for your business makes all of the difference. So that's all for this week's episode. And I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. To stay connected in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at alignedandambitious.co and check out Aligned and Ambitious TV on YouTube. And as always, if this podcast is one that inspires you, make sure you subscribe and review the show. I'll see you next time and I hope the rest of your week is full of magic.